You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but want to make it even better. Hi, and welcome to episode number 26 of the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast. We're your hosts, Nick and Amy. And we have another fun topic. Uh, I mean, I've been discussing this for about 15 minutes before we decided to record. And we, you know, this, this, uh, well, first of all. Well, first of all, Nick picked it. I did pick this, yes. Uh, just full disclosure, I picked this subject and I gave it to Amy. She's looking it over and she's like, what? We're doing this? And I said, you got that right, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, I had to do some sales. <laughs> salesmanship to get her on board but again if you have kids uh now's a good time to not to get me on board with this topic to get me on the board with the little challenge he's going to issue all of you at the end of the podcast That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah oh. i won't blow it so well so some of these subjects i guess reading today's topic first we're talking we're going to talk about how to make more time for sexual intimacy in your marriage and why you should you know what are the benefits of it because there are so many benefits of it it's not just about having sex it, it really isn't like there's so many benefits to being intimate with each other um, not only you know health wise mentally emotionally physically spiritually um, there's so many things it'll do to improve your marriage and so we know that we've talked about some of these things through different podcasts a little bit but we wanted to kind of lump them all together, and we know that a lot of people struggle with this. I mean, Amy and I struggle with this. You know, how do we find the time? Life's so busy. We've got four kids, and we're running it's businesses. Not, and Well, it's not really find the time. It's make it a priority in our time. I agree. Because everybody it. has time. It's just bumping it ahead of something else because it's way more important. I love that. I totally agree with that. You are so right because... Everyone can make the time. It's are you going to sit in front of your phone for half an hour or, you know, maybe watch put, TV? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's lots of things that you can do to rearrange your priorities. So, yeah. And as we've talked about before, you know, uh, sexual intimacy or lack of sexual intimacy is one of the main reasons for divorce. And, you know, you think, oh, why should that be a reason for divorce? But again, as we talk about, these things in our other podcasts, you can see how, how important physical intimacy is for, for connecting, like we said, spiritually, emotionally, um, in, in so many ways. And so we'll go over kind of the six things that, that we feel are so important and can help for you to make more time for your sexual intimacy in your marriage. And again, why, and then why, why you should, uh, do this and the benefits of that. So um, first one, Amy, you want to lead us off? Yeah. So we don't struggle with this in our marriage because we have the same schedule. 
pretty much. Yeah, we were talking always. about that before. That our our marriage and relationships a little bit different than maybe most. It's people. hard for us to relate to a lot of couples that the husband goes to work, the wife stays home, because and a lot of wives are working nowadays. But we both work together all day long, so our yeah. marriage is a co- lot like completely different than most. Yeah, but so- it's not that we haven't been there before. There was a time where I was doing all the work. And there was a time where you were working and I was having kids. So yep. we've, we've been there. But number one um, is to go to bed at the same time together. That's easy for us. We put our kids to bed. We go to bed. It's more for us. It's more making sure that we put our kids to bed or make them go. Or at least, even if, I mean, we have older kids now. So even if it's not putting them to bed, saying, good night, we're shutting our door. It's our time now. Yeah. So... It's easy for us. Our our problem with that is just making sure that we do, instead of staying up with the kids and letting them keep us up all night, making sure that we save time for us. Yep. That's where we struggle with that. But there's a lot of couples that are that work far away, that don't see each other. There's a lot of men that do graveyard shifts or vice versa, nurses, doctors, all those kind of jobs. We have a bunch of people that we know Mm -hmm. that are doctors that work night shifts. And Amy and I, one of the things we kind of tease about is like, you know, he's, he's up all night and then sleeping all day. Like when, when would they have time for intimacy? And it's hard on their marriage. It's really, really hard. They maybe get that connection once a week when he has a day off or something. Yeah. If even that, yeah. Mm -hmm. In that case, it's super important to look at that one day that you have and really make sure that's a priority, even if, even if it's just that one night a week. Yeah. Or maybe slipping it in during the day if your kids are older or whatever. You know? Well, and I think a lot of times spouses do go to bed at different times for, you know, some people maybe stay up a little later because they're more night owls. Maybe they're watching mm-hmm. TV or sports or the news or playing on their phone and just you know, just think if, if there are things that are, you know, not very important and it is, uh, uh, you know, staying up to watch TV or, or play on your phone, you know, how can you be intimate with your spouse if you're not together in the one place that produces intimacy, (laughs) which is your bedroom, right? Um, so, you know, that's, that's one thing is going to bed at the same time, going to bed at the same time, you obviously give yourself the opportunity to, to kind of, I guess, Connect. Connect and, and wind up the day and, and just be together. So. And and we have had friends in the past where, um, you know, she gets up and goes to the gym at 5 in the morning and he doesn't have to work till 8 or 9. And so she was going to bed by 8 or 9 at night and he didn't want to go to bed till midnight. In that situation, and that's okay because we all have different hobbies, interests, and lives and jobs. That's okay. Just kind of look at your, you know, your schedule and figure out the best night yeah once or twice a week just try and make that a priority because it will really affect your marriage so true and again it comes down to you know making it a priority um and there is something about yeah you can have a quickie during the day or whatever but connecting physically at night when you can cuddle and go to sleep together in each other's arms and have those really good conversations that is really really important to have the time and the quality time to do that yeah and we've talked about this in other podcasts of how important it is for couples to connect um emotionally meaning having you know couples only spend you know what 10 7 to 10 minutes a day having meaningful conversation we know that emotional intimacy or Connecting emotionally can lead to physical intimacy. So having, like Amy said, having that time to 
get in bed, talk about the day, connect with each other, and then, you know, be physically intimate. So, so much more meaningful than just just a quickie or just the act of being sexually intimate. Yeah, so that's our suggestion number one. Just kind of look at your schedule and figure out how you can do better in that area. Yep. Uh, number two, have date nights and make sex part of that date. Um, you know, Amy and I really, um, if you've read the articles or, or our experience of how important date night was in our relationship and kind of rekindling our relationship and uh, really bringing it back to where we want it to be, date night was a massive part of that. And, you know, make date night, make sex part of your date night. You know, you... Well, and the way you do that is to have a romantic date night where yeah. maybe you're playing footsie under the table. You're never too old for that. Doing, you know, touch, holding hands, you know, make make those physical connections during dinner or whatever the activity is that you're doing so that you both, you know, can really get in the mindset that you can be romantic later. Yeah, no, that's so true. And it just... Also, you know, when you're on your date, and this is really hard to do, but when you're on your date, be on your date mentally. Don't take your phone and be, you know, looking through your phone and answering text messages <laughs> and things like that, um, which is so easy to do. You it know? is really easy to do in this day and age, especially if you're sitting at a restaurant for an hour waiting to get in. And, <laughs> do, and, if, if you pull out your phone, find something together like the conversation starters in the app, yeah, or something that's going to exactly. connect you. I mean, if you go on a date and it's two hours, like, can you really not give your spouse two hours of the week where you're undivided attention? Yeah. And look, we're guilty of that. I mean, I'm talking to myself just as much as anyone else that, and I feel like I'm pretty good, but we're pretty good at that. We're we're good at disconnecting. I mean, our kids will text with an emergency every once in a while, which is totally fine. But, but if you're going to be there, be there, be there a hundred percent, use that time to connect. And if you have to go, go park. You know, like if you, if your kids are at home and you're like, hey, we can't go make love, you know, at home because the kids are at home, go park somewhere. Yeah. Where there's nobody. <laughs> Where and there's nobody. With windows. <laughs> yeah. Not in a, not in an Ace Hardware parking lot. Like, or, like podcast episode we shared. I don't yeah. remember which one, but yeah. Too much info. <laughs> no, it's just really important to, if you have, and, and like in our marriage, we know Friday nights we're, we're going to have that alone time and Nick will start the morning with like, I can't wait till our romantic date night tonight. I'm so excited to be alone with you. Like those kind of comments all day long, or maybe, you know, a text, like I can't wait to get. I'm looking forward to date <laughs> night, the Saturday, the next week's date night, the Saturday morning after date night. Like I'm already. Oh yeah. You're like already, already counting down. I'm excited yes. for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just make that part of your, your date. Yep. And look forward to it. Look forward to being intimate with each other. That's the biggest key. Yep. Um, number three. Uh, schedule sex if you need to. We're not going to talk about this too much because I feel like we did already talk about this the last two podcasts that we did. We were never for scheduling sex. We still don't have to write it on the calendar because it doesn't need to be in our marriage. Some marriages it does. But scheduling sex in our mind is, like I just said before... Like in the morning, hey, let's be romantic tonight. Or, or what can I do to get you in the mood? What can I do to, I don't know, yeah. to put you in the mindset for later? And it's all can be just not physically on the calendar, but just mentally, mentally. as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. You're a great point. So true because one of the things scheduling sex does, which got us to be converted to, is 
It's a great way to prepare yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally for that time together. I mean, putting it on the calendar, you kind of go out throughout the day knowing that, you know, hey, we're, we're going to have that time tonight. And you can prepare for that in, in every aspect, which, I mean, what's, what's wrong with preparing for it, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, there are tons of benefits for scheduling sex. I know it doesn't seem like as spontaneous and exciting as, you know. Well, you can still do that, too. You can have scheduled and spontaneous. There's lots of different ways to make your marriage passionate. Yeah. Scheduled yeah. sex can be just as fun as spontaneous. It really can. If, if, you, if, if not you, more. Yeah. If you, if you build it up and you have something to anticipate and look forward to all day. like you got, you got the candles out. You've both prepared for it. You've, you know. Yeah. You're both ready. It can be great. Yep. So we won't spend much more time on that. But I know some people are for it. Some people are against it. Like I said, we were against it. Now we're for it. Try it. Just give it a try. Well, and every marriage is different. So, yeah. Yep. Number four. This is one Amy and I talk about often and I still <laughs> drop the ball sometimes. Um, but, you know, help each other around the house or with different chores or tasks. Um, you know, if... If one spouse is feeling like there's a big burden on them, especially the wife, you know, as husbands, uh, help with the laundry, help with the dishes, help with food, help with different things, you know, help your wife out, take that burden off. And, uh, or maybe take that burden on because it's not really your wife's burden. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. In our marriage, it's not my burden because we are both equal, busy working, busy taking care of the house. Like we're 50, 50. There's a lot of wives that are st- that get to stay home and and the housework and that kind of stuff can it, is their job they take that on and that's great or vice versa there are actually a lot of men that stay home because the wives work so whatever the situation is in your marriage it all comes down to communication yes it does <laughs> yep no Amy Amy and I talk about that all the time and we still are working on that as well with communication and talking about things instead of you know making maybe making some assumptions, but, you know, help each other, uh, work together as a team. That also builds intimacy when you're working together with like common goals or, or mm-hmm. getting things done. You're working together as a team and that, that in itself is going to create that, that emotional and, and which will lead to physical intimacy as well. So um, interesting though, I did a poll on Instagram yesterday. I'm so thankful that so many of you um, answered it, but I asked wives what, what they wish their husbands would do without them asking. And some, I was, I was shocked. There was probably about 25% that said more like physical, sexual things, but 75% of the answers, and I think we'll do a whole podcast episode on some of the answers, but the rest of them really were helping around the house, do his dishes, clean up after yourself. Like those kind of things. I feel like um, with the shift of generations, it's always kind of been the women's job to do all these things. And we're in 2021. Yep. It's not like that anymore. They want their husbands to to help with those things. So I, th- I just found that that was interesting. And like we always talk about um, uh, women, are, they have to be in the right mindset to be physically intimate. So um, getting that emotional intimacy during the day, the help, the communication, those kind of things, that's what's going to build. And it's not all women. Yeah. We're not speaking for all women, but that kind of stuff helps us as women get in the mindset to be, want to be physically intimate. So, so husbands just really pay attention to that part. Yep. It makes a 
really key role yeah, for when sure. it comes to talking about sexual intimacy. So for sure. Um, number five, simplify your life and learn to say no when needed. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of women have a really hard time with that. We just take on so much, especially I have four kids. We yeah. have a lot going on all the time. And I have learned now that I'm in my forties, barely, I have to say no to things. You gave away your I, age. I know. Well, they probably already knew. Should we edit that? No. <laughs> <laughs> we have teenagers, so... Um, That's true. So, yeah, it's it's okay to say no once in a while. I know that we want to take everything on and and just do a lot for other people, but there does come a point when you have to step back and be like, my family is most important in my life. My husband is the most important person in our family. So when you have that mindset, sometimes you do have to say, I can't do that, you know, and that maybe that's where scheduling sex comes in. Stick that on your calendar. Someone asks you, you have to do something. You're like, sorry, my calendar is full at that time. Literally, you know, my husband's the priority. And I think that we need to always remember that. (laughs) I think that we need reminders of that all the time. Sure. And I think a lot of relationships and Amy and I might get some, you know, bad feedback on this, but... The bottom line is your spouse and your marriage should be number one above your kids. Your kids are, you know, they're given to you to raise, but your kids are going to leave the house. They're not going to be with you forever. They're going to have their own lives. And at the end of the day, you're going to be with your spouse. And so your spouse and your investment in your relationship with your spouse should be the number one thing. And so it doesn't mean you don't prioritize those things. Yeah. It just means that we got to forget who our really our best friend is supposed to be. Yeah. And getting back to simplifying things like, you know, we shouldn't be taking on too many things that are less important. You know, if it's great that the kids are all in activities and doing things like that and that we're uh, service, serving other people and doing different things in the community and all these things, all those church callings. We serve all sorts of places. Yeah. All those things are really good, but if they are overloading your life to where your relationship with your spouse is suffering because of that, then you need to learn to say no to some things Mm -hmm. and and eliminate some of those things. Um, which is hard to do, but once you do it, I I don't know how a lot of people feel, but COVID to me, those were when everything like completely shut down last week, it was crazy. There was a lot of anxiety and stuff going on. But besides all that, spending six weeks like with my family, like nonstop was awesome. Like we shut down all activities. Everything got canceled. We We were just, we were just together all the time and it was incredible. And I, and I know a lot of moms I've talked to taking that experience, like a lot of people haven't put some of those things back into their life because they realized how unimportant they they were and how close their families were. And so, that's a great point. Most marriages too. There were a lot of marriages that struggled because they weren't used to their husbands being home all the time. I guess we were used to that, so we kind of had a that wasn't hard yeah. on us. But um, the whole aspect of being together more and growing closer to a family, and and even if you felt like you're, oh, we did not grow. A f- closer together, we were going to kill each other. You realize like if that ever happens again or whatever, how important that family unit is and connecting and being connected. And I think we all took like a lot of lessons from that. And, and what I learned was that my kids don't need this in their life. I don't need this in my life. Like I have simplified and I don't know that I can go back. It's been amazing. 
You're exactly (laughs) right. And, you know, we're kind of getting into the next thing, but let's just, let's just talk about that. You know, what, what good is, if if your relationship isn't good uh, with your spouse, like everything else, if everything else fails, you've lost everything. Well, and just in personal experience, like when me and you are not connected, life just doesn't feel the same. Yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't. Like if we're mad at each other, like that disconnect, it's just. It's awful. It's just this feeling of like loneliness. I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, th- I think too, you know, even if, even if people maybe aren't mad at each other or whatever, if they don't have that connection, it's, you know, there's still something missing. Yeah. Like, you know, marriage, we believe marriage, again, ultimate intimacy, um, marriage should be a wonderful thing. And a husband and wife can get to the point to where they're excited to see each other and be with each other and just become, you know, best friends, so to speak. And so and our real, our real goal with all of this and with building the app is for you guys to be best friends. If you're not there, then give it some time. It's a working progress. There were years that we didn't feel like that, but we've, we've finally feel like that. And it's, it did, it took a lot of work, forgiveness, communication. It, it takes all those things and it's, it, it's daily and weekly too. Yep. But and, it, and it's amazing. It's amazing feeling to get that, and it's something that you always have to strive to keep. It's not always there. No, it, you know, it's, it, it's it, it kind of comes and goes, like a you know, mm-hmm. up and down, like a roller coaster. But man, implementing but, a lot of things and, and being there more often is a great feeling. Yes, it is. So the final one, number six, and we've kind of been talking about this, is make sex a priority. Now, this this podcast is focused on making sex and intimacy, sexual intimacy, a priority. And the reason why we're focusing on sexual intimacy in this is there is a correlation with having good sexual intimacy and and being happy in a relationship. Now we know it's not everything. Obviously there's so many aspects to marriage, but if you make sex a priority, um, just like you would any other things. I mean, if a, if a husband has a business meeting, he's going to do everything he can in his power to not miss that business meeting. Like nothing's going to get in the way. He's going to have that business meeting because he knows how important it is. Or, you know, if there's something else scheduled, you really need to make sex a priority, just like those things to where you say, okay, we're going to make this a priority in our marriage. And even if you're not feeling like it, make it a priority to try to connect intimately. And I think you'll see, um, you know, things change in your marriage as far as the connection and, and different things. Um, any thoughts to add there? Yeah, I just totally, I don't know. It's all like, we always say like a big circle, you've got all these different pieces of intimacy and they're all building up so that you can have the physical intimacy. Yeah. And a lot of men, not all men, we're finding out that there's a lot of men that don't have it. Um, but for men, majority is physical intimacy is really important for them. And then they step, they step it up in the other areas of intimacy when they're getting the physical intimacy. And with women, they want the spiritual and the emotional and the other intimacies to get them to the physical intimacy. Once again, that's not all couples, but for the majority that we talk to, it's like a big puzzle and it it is a really hard puzzle to put together because so many moving it's parts, very fragile. Yeah, so many pieces. It's very fragile. And so in our marriage, like we were just discussing before we started recording that um, 
he feels when he's getting the physical, sexual intimacy in our marriage, he's much better at wanting to hold hands and to touch and to massage and to help around the house and do all those and to say, I love you. And when he's not getting it, he kind of tapers off on those things. And vice versa for me, like when he like does romantic things or shows up with flowers or rubs my feet, any of those little things that he does or just saying I love you and all that kind of stuff, like when I get in the mood for the physical sexual intimacy. Yep. And when I say physical and sexual intimacy, it's because it's different. Like sexual intimacy doesn't mean you have to have sex. There's lots of different ways to be intimate sexually and physically is different too. That's, you know, just touching, massaging. So they're both super important, but that's kind of how it works. And it, it's kind of hard to, you have to communicate yeah. about it. Yeah, you're, you're so right though. When, when both spouses' needs are being met, it just kind of keeps feeding that. And, uh, and sometimes when both spo- one of the spouses' needs is not being met, they kind of cut off the other no part. And that's where things get scary. And all that needs to be discussed is I, I really wish or hope that you can do this for me today and get that, go, like, that circle going back more yeah. balanced, you know? You know, and kind of not to get too off track, I'm sure there's some women out there listening and saying, oh, man, this is just trying to get me to have more sex with my husband. I, th- I think... <laughs> I think that's true. It, it, it's true. You know, it's so it's so important to recognize that, and especially to a guy, that sexual intimacy isn't just about the sex aspect. Like, mm-hmm. there's something very bonding and connecting in so many ways. And so, you know, as we talk about this, making more time for intimacy, we're we're talking about something that can benefit both a husband and a wife and bring them closer together. Um, you know making more time for sexual intimacy, it should be that the husband's, you know, giving you a foot rub and a back rub and, and talking and and massaging and holding each other before it leads up to the sexual intimacy. I mean, you know, doing something that's benefiting both, uh, both couples. And, and a lot of couples we've talked to, it's vice versa. So it's not always the men. There there are a lot of women that want it and the men don't. So we're not speaking for everyone once again. Exactly. Yeah. The goal isn't, the goal isn't just to have sex and be done. That's not, that's not the purpose in this. The goal is to connect as a couple. And you know, that's how God made it. God made sex as something to, to connect both and become one. And you I, know, well, we started laughing at the beginning cause I was like, he picked this top podcast topic, but I, as a woman and I don't need it all the time. I, my drive's definitely lower than his. But I find, this is my testimony of this, that it is true that you are so much better in the other areas that I feel I need more of when, when we are balanced. Yeah. So that, I mean, communication, discuss what your needs are. If you didn't listen to our podcast about having the physical and sexual intimacy conversation with your spouse, that's very important. We gave you a list of questions and just really talk about it. Talk about what your needs are in your marriage so that both sides can be fulfilled, whatever side it is. And in doing research for this too, um, you know, reading a lot of articles and different things like that. Cause we do do a lot of research every time we do a podcast. It was amazing to see that people that are having more, uh, sexual intimacy more often are happier people. They're mm-hmm. happier couples. Mm-hmm. They're healthier. They, every aspect of their life is better in general 
when they are more intimate. And if, and if you don't crave it, like we've said before, find out why. why. Yep. Because you are missing out. Yep. It's a really big part of marriage. So let's, let's talk a little bit of the benefits that sex has. And we'll go kind of just through, because there are so many benefits. Of, I'd say we save that for a whole other topic. You want to save that for another podcast? We all know that there's tons of benefits. It's good, it's good exercise. It's, um, you sleep better, better health. There's just lower, more, lower stress. Like, more confidence. Let's, let's go into those in detail in our next podcast. But okay. Nick wants to throw out... Yeah. Challenge to you that he threw out to me right before we started this, and I just started Caught her off guard. laughing. Caught her off guard. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> just go for it. So, um, we are going to issue a sex challenge. So, for seven days, well, first of all, sit down with your spouse and discuss this together and go over, you know, maybe listen to this podcast together, uh, go over the things that we talked about. But for seven days, we want you to make sex a priority in your marriage and find the time for intimacy. Now, this is going to be hard. Amy and I talk about we're like seven days. That's going to be pretty difficult. Um, <laughs> it's not going to be difficult for you. Well, maybe not as much for me. It's going to be difficult for me because this <laughs> is like probably the busiest week of my entire year. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because I got four different schools this year. This week has been insane. They already they started today, so maybe we'll get a little better. I got this huge conference that I'm fe- we're feeding oh, hundreds right. of people on Saturday. We're setting up all the like I just have I have so much going on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in my life, and just there's just so much going on right now. <laughs> I shouldn't have thro- I shouldn't have thrown this out. So yeah. So anyways, I'm being willing to attempt this challenge. Which is big because it's a really crazy week for me and my mind is completely scattered right now. But like we just got done talking about, my kids are number two to you. Um, My church service is number two to you. Like you are my priority. So I'm willing to take the challenge. And I know that everything that we've spoken of, that the intimacy all around is going to improve if we're both being unselfish. Yeah. So... What? The question is, is if you are willing to take it with your spouse. And when we say sexual intimacy challenge, you can find intimacy sexually in lots of different ways. That's up to you as a couple. Yeah, on what sexual and intimacy And the point means. of it is, is just not to be sexually intimate for seven days. The point of the entire challenge is to grow closer together, to have a deeper connection. Find the time. Find make the, time, the time. Make it, make it a priority in whatever stage of life that you're in and for the emotional intimacy in your marriage to grow stronger because of it. That yep. is always the main goal. And, and truly, truly just see what happens in seven days. For, again, forget you are going to be sexually intimate for seven days, but forget about what you think the, the reason is and just see what happens. See how you connect as a couple see how things start maybe improving in different aspects of your relationship. Or maybe it doesn't work for your marriage. Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe that's something to find out too. Maybe it's too much, which is probably a lot of people, but maybe it's not. Yeah. I don't think you're going to keep continuing. I probably want to work, but. (laughs) Yeah, but just see, just see if you can, number one, make time in your marriage for it to make it a priority. And number two, you know, how, how it helps, see if it helps and see if it helps you connect 
And let us know on Instagram. We're going to be putting some stuff out on Instagram um, to kind of see or hear. We want to hear how this experience affects your marriage in a good, a negative, a very, very positive, whatever it is. We're going to be asking lots of different questions over the next seven days to see how you're doing. So we'll hope that you'll jump on board. Our Instagram's at Ultimate Intimacy app. And we just want to, we're trying it too. Yep. So next, next, uh, Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, we will um, do another podcast based upon what kind of feedback we get and what the results are and what our experience was. And, and then we'll talk about follow up on that deeper about the benefits of sex. So yep. good luck. Yeah. We hope you accept this challenge. We hope you're able to do it and love hearing from you. And thanks again for listening to our podcast as always. Feel free to reach out to us at amy at ultimateintimacy.com with any questions, feedback. Uh, if you have ideas of topics you'd like to hear on the podcast, uh, we, Amy and I personally answer all messages. So feel free to reach out to us. And for those of you who haven't downloaded the Ultimate Intimacy app yet, uh, download the Ultimate Intimacy app for free on both Google Play and the App Store. Uh, there's a ton of great resources to help your marriage. And we also just had an app update. If you haven't updated your app, uh, the chat notification issue that we were having is fixed. And we are also working on another app update in the next few weeks that we think you're really going to love. Yep, some exciting things. So have a great day. Thanks for listening.